رجلي All right, welcome to another episode of the Miseducation of Bill podcast. It's a podcast where we uh, talk to my friend Bill Clem about uh, a bunch of stuff he doesn't know about and ridicule him endlessly for it. Hi, I'm Bill Clem. I'm the guy that doesn't know anything, but I'm learning. And then also, um, we have special commentary by my friend Rick. Hi. So last way to really add to that intro. Thanks. I dropped my microphone. That's kind of how I do things. A mic drop? A literal mic drop? Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Bill, last week, uh, we assigned you a movie to watch, Full Metal Jacket. Yes. Yes, you did. And you did watch this movie. I did. I watched it last night. Uh, I helped my dad move, and after we finished uh, moving furniture around, we sat down and watched Full Metal Jacket together. Both of us watched it for the first time. Double watch. And? Yeah. Initial well, thoughts. Uh, we're just jumping right in, huh? Yeah, I think we have to. Yeah. I think there's gonna be a plethora of information coming out. Yeah, there's movie. there's a lot. So there was there was a lot to this movie. Um man, I thought about this for a long time and I can't decide if I like it or not. I also can't decide I think it's a well done movie. I know it's a well done movie, but I don't know if it's a good movie. But I think it might be. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we can break it down for you. I think we're going to get to the end here before we whip out the old clemometer and you're going to be able to tell us what you think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I've got it on the clemometer. And not only that, I've added degrees to the clemometer to really help us know how chilly of a day it is. <laughs> Great. Let's see if we can move that dial at all today. Okay. So, uh, let me give you the rundown on Full Metal Jacket here. And uh, spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen the movie, we're going to fully ruin this movie. We're going to full metal jacket ruin this movie. Right. Like full metal jacket through the brain, <laughs> splattered all over the right bathroom wall. Right into your ruin ear this hole. Movie. Okay. So first off, this movie, pay attention, Rick. This is important. This movie had a story to it. Yes. <laughs> and you could tell that it was written, that it was written well, and that it was, I mean, essentially this movie is a two act play, right? Yes. That's, that's how it's written. And so I was, I was doing some research today on two act plays just because that is really how I felt like this worked out. And I read a, a definition of the structure of a two act play. And this is what it says. Act one ends once the main character's goal is clear, either to himself or the audience. Then act two, you see the active pursuit of the goal and the main character almost giving up or failing, but pushing through and succeeding in his goal. Is Private Joker the main character of this yes. movie? Yes. Yeah. Joker, Joker's the main character of this movie. It is his story. It is written for you to feel his emotions. And he's the only consistent character throughout both acts. Right. I think also just with the fact that he's narrating kind of illustrates or alludes to the fact that he's going to be the main character through the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. But I think when I was watching it, it took me about halfway through the first act, you know, the boot camp act 
to know that it was Joker that was the narrator. Right. They don't like come right out and tell you who the narrator is until he says, uh, like you kind of think it might be him, but you don't really know it's him until he says, I pulled, you know, the night watch or whatever towards the end of that. Right. So that's the thing about this movie to me. Uh, I watched it lots of times and I've always found it interesting that I feel like it's two movies, you know, I mean, two act play, Definitely makes sense, but also two movies in general, because the boot camp itself, that movie could be standalone. This is what boot camp's like. You don't even mm-hmm. need to go to war. Um, and then the war is horrendous after that. Um, so last week we also spoke about this. You've never seen a war movie before. Well, I haven't seen very many for sure. Okay. And I don't really know what a war movie is. Okay. But now do you? Well, yeah. I mean, we didn't talk about it on the podcast, so it's interesting to bring it up here. But uh, <laughs> I have seen Black Hawk Down, but I haven't seen a lot of other ones, right? Like I haven't seen Patton or something about a bridge that Ryan was talking about. Have you seen Pearl Harbor? Ooh, Seems no. right up your alley. No. Okay. no. I saw Battleship. <laughs> Uh, so let's get into the first act. Let's talk about boot camp, shall we? Yeah, we shall get into it. I felt like okay. Here's my notes from boot camp. Uh, one, I like Vincent D'Onofrio. I was pleasantly surprised that he was in this movie. Yeah, he's the best, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's great. Always. Yeah, well, not always. There's one thing I hate him in. What's that? Men in Black. Okay. <laughs> he is terrible as the like cockroach monster in Men in Black. But yeah, every problem with Vincent D'Onofrio in general, that from, you know, Full Metal Jacket, and there's a bunch of performances that I love of his. And for mm-hmm. a long time, I was like, I will watch this because he's in it. He makes a lot of bad choices, though. <laughs> he, he doesn't always save the movie. The same, he's really has a Gary Sinise vibe to me also. Oh, Gary Sinise is like my favorite actor. Yeah, but he makes a lot of shitty things. I mean, you could say the same thing about Samuel Jackson, right? He just says yes to everything. Yeah, but Samuel Jackson isn't like a great actor. I mean, I mean, he's fine. I mean, he's good. I mean, Gary Sinise, I felt was like going to be the guy, right? Yeah. You know what movie I wanted to see again the other day? I was just thinking about it. I've only seen it once. Is Snakes on a Plane. I think I need to give that a second time over. Yeah. You don't have time for that. You have to watch actual <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah, you're you're never going to rewatch a movie while we're doing this podcast. <laughs> we're going to load you up. So, Vincent D'Onofrio is great in this movie. I feel like he's the second greatest person in the movie. Okay. And and I I don't know who I think you would say the greatest is, but we're going to find out. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio is great. I loved him. Um the whole boot camp movie, it it was so much longer than I thought it was going to be, right? Yeah, it's very long. Yeah. Like you you realize it's a lot about the boot camp. And then it also felt like through actually both parts of the movie uh, there were a lot of lines that are quoted in other movies and that people quote a lot. You could just kind of tell, like, especially the whole boot camp half of the movie is like the prototype for every boot camp from comedies to dramas to whatever that people have shown afterwards with the like, you know, drill sergeant yelling at them, calling them maggots, that sort of stuff. So it just, it it did feel like 
this was the first or the like the template of boot camp that everything I have seen that shows boot camp is kind of based off of. I uh when I was young, my dad was went to well, he was in one of those wars. We don't know when it was. He was in some kind of war. And uh he uh said that was exactly what his boot camp experience was like. Really true to form. There was a lot of swearing and racial slurs in it. Yes, there were. <laughs> there was a lot of everything. <laughs> yeah. And there was quite a bit of shenanigans in this movie. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of antics. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of antics. Well, I'm going to spoil my favorite character in the movie is definitely Drill Sergeant, Mr. Arlie Ermey. Yes. Who is the best. Um, do you Did you happen to see how he got that role? Do you know the story? No. No, I don't know anything. We know you don't. Um, he was a real drill instructor and he was hired on to be the, uh, he was teaching the actors how to do that job. And then they realized he's so good at this. Let's just put him in the movie. And that started his career. Cause he's been a drill sergeant in like how many things he always played that same character right. in everything, you know? And that guy is so funny all the time and everything like, He's so hard not to laugh at, even in Full Metal Jacket, even though I'd be scared of him. Yeah. You know, the funniest thing is he's in the movie Seven, right? Is it Seven I'm thinking of? And he, Bill, what's that face you're making? Have you not I, I, seen Seven? I think I've seen parts of it. I've never, like, sat down and watched it. Do you know what's in the box? It's Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Sure. So it's... Um, there's a scene in spoiler the alert. <laughs> There's a scene in that movie where he's sitting, he's a cop and he's like sitting at the desk and the phone rings and he picks it up and goes, this isn't even my desk. And then hangs up the phone. <laughs> Why did you even answer the phone? Oh, that reminds me of when we were in, we were in Houston for a football game and, uh, Rick and I were in the hotel room and it was like two o'clock in the morning when we got back to the hotel room. We were starving and our hotel key has Domino's information and number on the back of it. So we were like, let's order a pizza. And so I dialed the number on the back of it and the guy who answers goes, Domino's were closed. <laughs> and I said, why'd you answer the phone? And the kid goes, cause it rang. I guess that's fair. <laughs> he got you. I don't know why you're there <laughs> at 2.15 in the morning and you're closed. Uh, okay, sorry. I did not mean to derail by talking about Arlie Ermey, but he is the best. Okay, so let's see. What else from boot camp? Um, Do you think you uh, could handle boot camp? No. <laughs> Absolute, absolutely not. <laughs> Would you be Private Pile? No. No, I don't think so. No, I mean, no, like, would you be that guy? Would you be terrible at it and terrible at everything you do? Well, I don't think, contrary to popular belief, that I'm as stupid as he was. Like, I feel like he just was dumb. So one of my notes, and this is probably going to get me made fun of, but one of my notes I have in, like, all caps is, War is bad and makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably like where he was going with this. Um, going out on a limb here, Bill. I would imagine this is there's a chance there's two, but this is your, probably your first Stanley Kubrick movie. 
Is that correct? Well, I wouldn't necessarily know. Yeah. But I think I think I watched a weird movie of his when I was a teenager with my dad called The Cube. That was like a, a booby trapped prison that these people were trying to escape from. Yeah, which isn't wait, which is I actually don't know if it was him or not, or if I'm just thinking it's because it was a cube and his name sounds like Kubrick. Yeah, no, here's yeah, and is Cuba Gooding Jr. in it too? <laughs> no. <laughs> or um, Stanley Tucci. <laughs> right. No, that's that's not a Stanley Kubrick movie. But is that the movie with Vincent D'Onofrio? I don't know. I don't think I knew who Vincent D'Onofrio was when I saw it, so I wouldn't have known. Is J-Lo in it? I didn't used to like... I don't think so. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely not a Stanley Kubrick movie, so it doesn't... I mean... You sure? That. Oh, yes, I'm positive, because I think he was dead before the movie came out. Okay. Um, did he do... Movie. Did he do One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? No. The movie, the only movie that you made. Oh, Clockwork Orange. That's what I'm thinking of, which I haven't seen. Okay. Did you think of that when you said The Cube? No. Okay. (laughs) The only movie I can think that you may have seen that's his, actually, there's two. Um, The Shining? No, never seen it. Okay. And the other, well, okay, he made that shitty movie. Um, God. It's, it's, not it's about a booby trap prison. No, it's like it's like the last movie he was making was like AI. Do you remember that stupid movie? Mm. Yeah, I saw that one. So he was involved with that, but I think he died for it was done. The Steven Spielberg took it over and like made it weird, you know, like made it family friendly. Okay. Have you seen two thousand one Space Odyssey? No. Yeah, you're just not a cute. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't. There's no way you've seen stanley kubrick movies and not the movies you've seen like i wouldn't expect (laughs) you to be a big kubrick guy at this point sure uh the last thing he made before fully before he died was eyes wide shut with tom cruise and nicole kidman right which bill definitely hasn't seen that no uh i may have seen clips of it (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't count (laughs) okay um Anyway, I'm sorry, I derailed again. No, that's fine. That's kind of what we do. (laughs) So war makes you sad. Yeah, I really, so I really don't like war, but I'm, but I'm conflicted in that. Like, you know, my dad and I were talking about it on our drive back uh, this morning and we were talking about how, you know, the real, you, you see a movie like that and you, like you were saying, people talk about Vietnam and go, that was my experience and how like Vietnam was kind of the first war where, where even the people fighting it didn't have a clear picture of why they were there and what they were fighting for. And I think the second act, you know, the war part of that movie really gets into that and talks about how, you know, none of them really know why they're there, what they're fighting for. You know, the people in South Vietnam don't support them, don't want them there, aren't appreciative of them. Um, and I think so they're dying and going through hell for something they're not sure they believe in or why they're there. And then they come home to people who hate them for having gone over there and don't support them, you know? And it was the first war where America was really not supporting their troops and kind of blaming their troops for being over there. And I think 
since then, like all of the stupid wars we've had since then, you know, in Iraq and Afghanistan, I think most Americans have drawn the line. And if they don't support the war, they go, I can actually disagree with this war and still support the troops. But I don't think that happened in Vietnam. Can you believe we just found out that Bill's a hippie? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I agree. Um, I think that, that I think there is a little bit of, um, I don't know if people weren't always, I think people always have thought about supporting the troops, but there was a lot of backlash against being in this war that was really misguided for a long time. And there's also a lot of really good reasons. I mean, you look at a lot of history about that, which none of us have done, and it seems like it was a terrible idea and it didn't make sense why we were there in the first place, which most wars doesn't matter. Anyway, I think we should switch this up. It's time for our break. So we will be right back to talk more about Act 2 of Full Metal Jacket. So, Bill, the last couple of episodes, we've had a little bit of information trickle out about your dad. Um, we found out that he's a pastor and also a big fan of the Highlander movies. Other <laughs> yeah. than that, we, <laughs> we don't know much. Um, what were his thoughts on this movie? It was, it was interesting because we had some conversations we'd never had before after watching this movie. Uh, movies? <laughs> no, no. I kind of had that talk in a weird way <laughs> with him when, when it was way too late. <laughs> you had your third kid already? <laughs> uh, no, I just remember, I think I was in like eighth grade and we called it grade eight in Canada. <laughs> of course. And I just remember uh, I was driving in the car with him going somewhere and he was like, hey, do you know what a hard on is? <laughs> Which is the best way to start a conversation? I've had that same conversation many times. Hey, it boy. always leads to something different. Okay, so you know it was interesting because he said that um, a lot of his friends got drafted and went to Vietnam in high school, and that uh, all of the guys who he played football. And all the guys on the football team that were ahead of him got drafted the three years. His was the first graduating class that didn't after the draft was over. So um, he was the first graduating class that wasn't part of the draft. And then what's really weird is he told me this story about his dad and he like never talks about his dad. And he said that when he was a junior uh, like the summer before his senior year, before they had announced that the draft was over and he thought he still might get drafted at the end of that year, that his dad was like, hey, if you want me to, I'll drive you to the Canadian border and drop you off so that you can dodge the draft. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was weird. It's it's just it was just weird to hear, you know to watch that movie and then hear him talk about like his friends being drafted and going to Vietnam and some of them getting killed. And then his dad asking him if he wanted to dodge the draft and then him trying to decide like, 
do I want to do that? Or do I not want to do that? Is that wrong? Is that, you know, he didn't want to go. He didn't want to go fight in the war, but he also didn't want to dodge the draft. Right. Which is, I think, where I would be, too. You know, I don't want to go fight in the war. I'm, I'm not going to now because I'm old. But, uh, you know, at, when 9-11 happened, I was 20. And I remember thinking about it and thinking if we drafted people to go fight in this war, I would go willingly. I wouldn't try and get out of it. I wouldn't try and avoid it. But I also wasn't going to go sign up. Right. Yeah, I had those same thoughts, too, about that, around that same time, um, thinking about, you know, what's your duty and what's your responsibility as a citizen. It's heavy stuff. I had already seen this movie 10 times, so I was already dead set on, I don't need to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the second half. Let's talk about the actual, like, Vietnam half of this. Um, again, a lot more quotes that are quoted a lot in other movies and other shows, right? Um, like I had a theme. Don't you think that's a theme of what movies we've shown you already? Like you're learning where all these things have come from. You look at the Goodfellas quotes and sure. You know, like the whole bands. Me so horny. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's where that comes from. We love you a long time. Yeah, this, yeah. That's where it comes from. Sucky sucky. Yeah. Who, who knew? <laughs> Everybody but you. <laughs> uh so second half, I love that uh, Adam Baldwin was in it. I like Adam Baldwin a lot. So um, he's the... Who's Adam Baldwin? Adam Baldwin is the guy in Full Metal Jacket. Okay. <laughs> he's kind of like the crazy guy that runs in with the machine gun after the two that get shot. And he's just like, he's just there to fuck girls and kill guys animal i think his name was is that animal. his name yeah okay so he's not a baldwin well he he's not related to alec baldwin or and Stephen baldwin and billy baldwin okay got it i just got well, to make but, sure you knew what you're talking about <laughs> but he literally is a baldwin <laughs> right um i know him well from firefly okay so he's jane the mercenary in firefly Gotcha. He's great in that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to pour myself some more scotch as we get into Nam. Uh, as we get into the shit. Uh, uh, okay. So let me ask you guys this question. If you had to sum it up in a two sentence, this is what this movie is about or the message of this movie. What, what is it? War is hell. Those are the three words I would all, I would need. That's all you have to say. Yeah, I think it's more than that, but, but I get that. How much more than that? I mean, it's terrible. And every, there's no, there's no good things that happen in that movie that have any redeeming qualities about war and that life. Hmm. Right? Yeah. I, is there any feel good moments in that movie at all besides me so horny lady? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I guess I go back to the movie being about Joker, right? And Joker is this picture of America and in that he's divided, 
right? And he's got Born to Kill on his helmet and the peace button on his jacket. And he even talks about Carl Jung and the duality of man and that he represents this, uh, you know, co- internal conflict of America during this time, right? And then he talks about how all he wants to do is be the first person on his block to get a confirmed kill. Right. And yet, and yet he has this, takes this assignment as like a, a writer, as a reporter for the army's newspaper or whatever, right? So then when he goes out there, he wants to get involved. And then when he's faced with the sniper girl towards the end, he can't pull the trigger and he can't shoot her. And the like weird, is it Rafter Man? Yeah, Rafter Man. Rafter Man ends up, you know, shooting her. Um, and so he can't do it because even though he, he wants to kill, he's not a killer. And then he sees her dying there and she says, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me. And none of the other guys will do it. And he's the one who pulls the trigger. And so his, his confirmed kill, which he ends up getting is, a kill about mercy, right? And so he he couldn't shoot her when she was shooting at him, but he could shoot her when she was begging to die, even though she was the enemy, you know? So that, that was interesting to me. And then that last scene of the movie, right? So they're marching to their rendezvous, singing the Mickey Mouse Club theme song. I almost said Clubhouse, because that's what I know uh, from my kids. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're singing Mickey Mouse and they're marching and it's reminiscent of when they're singing and running or singing and marching at boot camp. Right. Right. And he narrates that, that last bit and he just talks about how it didn't matter that he almost died. And it didn't matter that he held his friend as his friend died. And it didn't matter all the horrors that he'd seen. Like in that moment, he was just so happy that he was alive and not dead that he felt relief more than anything else, you know? And so, yeah, it was interesting. How do you sum it up then? I wrote, um, Joker wants to kill, but is not a killer. And his relief about living is greater than the horror of war. So like when you say war is hell, I would say that that's part of it. But I also think that there's a message that like living is, I don't know, living is better, (laughs) you know, (laughs) than dying. Yeah. And that, that if you're going to go through hell, like survive. Right. Yeah. Well, no. And when I say war is hell, I just more mean like no one should be going to war. <laughs> right. Sure. War is terrible. It's yeah. It's, it's bad and it makes me sad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like in that moment when someone's pointing the gun at you, do you think you could pull the trigger or you think you'd get shot and killed? I don't know. I can't answer that question. I, 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 I can't, I can't, it's hard for me to pitch that scenario because I wouldn't be there in the first place. I you'd, you'd avoid it at all costs. You'd go high, you'd go to Canada. Yeah. I'd, I'd, you'd be I'd like, be, start up the car, I'm gone. If I had to be, and if I had to go, I would try and be a cook or, right. you know, be, I'd be gone. And I'm a too old now and I'm ready to, I'm not going, it's over. So I don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, so excuse me. Movie, Mr. Mr. Drill Sergeant, I'm not too good at this whole outside thing, so can we just, like, do something inside? 
<laughs> I'm what you'd call indoorsy. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an indoor kid, if you will. Um, so, Bill, after you watch this movie, being your basically your first foray into war movies, does it make you interested to watch more war movies? No. Because they're too affecting? Yeah, I think so. You know, the one other movie I that I brought up a minute ago is Black Hawk Down, mm. right? And I... I hated Black Hawk Down. I would never watch it again. And it's not because it's not done well. It's because it just felt to me like it was so senseless and so much about this like code and this creed and this ego of like, we don't leave a fallen man behind. And because of that, eight more guys are going to die trying to bring back dead bodies. Right. It just, it just felt like a waste and a tragedy. You know, and, and this had that same sort of feel. It felt like, man, the Vietnam War was just such a waste and a tragedy and felt like no one had any business being there. Okay. Well, Um, we won't, we maybe won't assign you platoon or casualties of war or apocalypse now. (laughs) Yeah. You thought that Charlie Sheen was in this movie. Yeah. Um, but he is in a movie. He's in platoon. Okay. That movie also has some scenes. I think that is platoon about Vietnam. Yes. Oh, I was thinking Um, that was older. No. Um, and casualties of war has Michael J. Fox in it. And both those movies are pretty affecting also. And there's just horrible things that happen in them. And they're just like not super fun. So I think that you watched the epitome of those movies though. Full Metal Jacket is just that. That's all you you know. If you don't want to watch those, that's the one you should have watched to just have that experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it's it's educational to watch, and it was like I said, a well done movie. But I don't know. I don't know why you'd watch that movie over and over again to feel shitty. I think the reasons you would watch that movie over and over again would be more to study the style and the substance of the film, as opposed to the. Uh, enjoyment factor you know i mean kubrick is a legend because of the the way that he portrays his story as a director i think you could kind of tell especially in the boot camp scenes where everything was just kind of surreal the way that it was shot the way that the the set was dressed the lighting the wardrobe everything was just kind of over the top like trying to portray this bleak environment of the shit that these uh, recruits were going through. So to to study it, I think, yes, you'd watch it again, but to, to watch it as an entertainment piece over and over and over again, eh, maybe not. I watched it a few, t- I mean, I've watched it quite a few times, and it, but it's mostly the same thing as this podcast is like, someone's like, I've never seen this before, and you're like, well, it's a good one, I guess we'll just watch it. You know, I'm never like... You guys, it's Friday night. It's time for Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> you know what I do on Thursdays or whatever I'm doing. I don't know. Um, but and also, if you can take yourself out of being affected by how shitty the experience of that movie is, and you can take it by comic effect, that opening uh, boot camp stuff can be pretty funny and can yeah. be quotable with your friends. Yeah. If you take yeah. out all of the bad things and pretend like it's not real, you know, if it's fiction, you're okay with it. Yeah. So it's a cartoon. I, yeah. I feel like I've watched that movie more times and shut it off after boot camp 
Yes. Than anything. You, sometimes I forget that there's, a whole, there's like a whole nother movie. That movie is like, yeah, it's two movies in one. It's like watching from dusk till dawn, but just very different. <laughs> right. And I like the first half of that movie too. I'm right. like, this is a cool bank robbery. <laughs> Bandits heading south. Um, I think maybe too, you know, this podcast with telling you what movies to watch, you thought it was all going to be fun and games, but not all these movies are going to be hilarious and fun. Some of them are going to be pretty thought provoking. And this one did that. It got open dialogue with you and someone, you know, it's a good thing. It's, it's actually good that you watched it with someone that hadn't seen it because that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Not all of them are going to be yeah. boss baby, Bill. I'm sorry. No, no, I guess that's true. They can't all be boss baby. But you know what? You don't want them all to be Boss Baby because you want <laughs> Boss Baby to really sing when you see it. <laughs> yes, as we all do. Yeah, um, it's funny when you watch those movies that have big, long openings that, like, you know, some movies just fall apart at the end. I think this movie really keeps, you know, it keeps a good pace and it ends funny. You know, it doesn't really fall apart. Like, some, you know, you watch some movies, you're like, man, that beginning of that was good. Kind of like a story from years and years ago. <laughs> I used to know this guy named Bill Clown, <laughs> and we used to go to this movie theater locally and watch, like, I don't know, what was our record, four or five in a day? Sure, yeah. yeah. They'd have refillable popcorn. And I mean, popcorn. I'm not so sure we bought four or five tickets in a day. Well, no, because you could buy for $10 the refillable popcorn and pop, and we just sneak into movies. But we had scheduled out as many times in days we could to sneak into a theater and watch the first five minutes of the movie Ghost Ship. Yes. Because <laughs> it has such a good opening. That's with the like wire that cuts everyone's <laughs> legs off. It cuts all their heads off. That's why they all, that's how oh, they yeah, all die. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler then, alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Hey guys, I haven't watched this yet. Movie. You're fucking ruining uh, it for me. Well, I don't know what happens after minute six. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it becomes a ghost ship. Yeah, I guess you don't become ghosts when your legs get cut off. <laughs> I mean, some of them probably. You probably couldn't save them all. They might bleed out, you know. <laughs> I just picture that movie turning into something real different. Because <laughs> a bunch of legless people on the boat. Uh, Having two, a good old time. Two peg legs, clop clopping around. <laughs> Reenacting selected scenes from Wizard of Oz. I mean, here's the deal. Would you rather be on a cruise ship where everyone got the legs cut off? Or... Or get coronavirus. It could go either way. Uh, I'll take yeah. norovirus for 500, Alec. <laughs> oh, too soon, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, Alex. Um, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, should we rule out the clomometer? We can still talk about Smozap. Let's get the clomometer going. What do you think? We should probably That's get to the clomometer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to keep it. <laughs> Unique New York, unique <laughs> New York. Let's make this whole thing the drop. Just a, a bunch of shit cut together. I almost did a spit take. I don't know why the clomometer sounds like bongo drum. <laughs> Come on. This whole thing went sideways real quick. Yeah, kilometer and, uh, I mean, clomometer and homework. <laughs> I said kilometer. All right, clomometer. Here we go. What do you got, Bill? <laughs> okay, so here's what I did. I, uh, I took where we were at and I started adding a numerical value of degrees to where things are at. Now these could still adjust, uh, because I, I wanted to keep it on a scale of like zero to a hundred, right? So ab absolute zero. Uh, no, I was uh, not going to go with absolute zero or Kelvin. I was going to keep it with like a Celsius scale that we all know. 
Oh, Celsius. You went yeah. Celsius. Because yeah. the yeah, whole you, Canada you, thing. Yeah, you well, didn't want to go Fahrenheit? No, because Fahrenheit's weird. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay, what temperature does water freeze at Fahrenheit? 32. 32. That's <laughs> weird. And what does it boil at? No one knows. Cause it's a, is it? Yeah. Okay, that's dumb. <laughs> uh, you know what it is in Celsius? Zero and a hundred. Freezing to boiling. We, we all understand and, that it's superior <laughs> numerically, but it's just weird. You, yeah, but like, oh, it's 32 degrees to... outside. Is it hot or is it cold? Depends on if it's Celsius or exactly. <laughs> okay, so here's what I've got. You want me to just tell you where I've got full metal jacket and then go cold to hot or hot to cold in comparison, or how do you want me to approach this? Stuff? Well, is cold bad and hot good? Yes, yes. Okay, I'm getting confused on the Celsius scale. <laughs> Our troops didn't go fight Nam for you to give us fucking Celsius. The Celsius scale isn't inverted. <laughs> <laughs> it's still hotter the higher you go. I didn't know hotter was better. I feel like I could don't want to get boiled. Okay, but just just to be clear, hotter being better has nothing to do with Fahrenheit or Celsius because <laughs> both have a hot and a cold. <laughs> All right. Okay. So zero being absolutely the worst thing ever. I can't believe it exists and would never want to watch it, and no one should ever watch it. And a hundred being, this is the greatest thing I've ever encountered. Everyone should be exposed to this as often as possible. Are you assuming that this scale is a hundred and zero or impossible? Well, not necessarily, but I, I'd be real reluctant to put anything at zero or a hundred. Okay. There's nothing at zero, huh? Nope. Oh, I thought there would be. Nope. I think maybe we should do all the movies. Since there's a new numerical scale, we should do all the movies one, one time here. And then you should full metal jacket at the end. Okay. Coming in at one degree. <laughs> <laughs> we have Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, coming in at 44 degrees, we have the selected works of the Rolling Stones. Uh, at 60 degrees, we have Goodfellas. And at 68 degrees, we have Christmas Story. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And now you ready for full metal jacket? I give Full Metal Jacket 59 degrees on the clemometer. 59. So, I would put it in the the top half of stuff that's out there. Okay. <laughs> so, it's, it's, in the, it's in the top half of everything. Of all the things. Of all the things. I have it one degree lower than Goodfellas and uh, nine degrees lower than Christmas Story. But uh, I liked it better than the Rolling Stones. The okay. fact that a Rolling Stones song plays through the entire ending credits did not put you off. I actually got to the end credits and I was like, hey, I think this is the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> See, um, you're, you're, you're learning stuff every week, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Does Goodfellas beat out um, Formal Jacket? Due to rewatchability, yes, okay. yeah. So I think Full Metal Jacket is a better movie in the story, in the direction, in the filming. Um, the acting's good in both, and there's parts like it's like you said, Vincent D'Onofrio is amazing in Full Metal Jacket, but um, you know, Pesci and Leota and those guys 
in Goodfellas and that girl that played his wife, they were great. Um, but yeah, I would, again, I wouldn't necessarily seek out rewatching Goodfellas, but I would watch it again. Um, Full Metal Jacket, I agree was good and worth watching, but I wouldn't watch it again. Gotcha. So, okay. Clemometer. Bill's hot, a not so hot take, medium take, <laughs> room temperature well, take. We're 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 in the upper, you know, upper register for the last uh, three movies that we. Well, no, not Pee Wee, but uh, <laughs> you know, with you with selectively Story, forget Pee Wee. I try. I will be trying for the rest of my life. Uh, but you know, I've been pleasantly surprised that not everything you've assigned me so far has sucked. Well, I think we need to, I think we need to up our game a little bit, Rick. I, you know what, though, I think that the problem is, is that Bill's finding out that he's wrong, and that not everything just sucks because we he hasn't seen it before. No, you should try and achieve like, I mean, a seventy-five. If you're looking at percentages on this scale, would be average. So you haven't even hit that with anything yet. <laughs> well, you're there's you have some problems with your rating system, but that's fine. Um. It's hard to know where to go next. Um, we really put you through the ringer, I think, with Full Metal Jacket. Um, Bill, so we've talked a little bit in the past about watching movies that you haven't seen and listening to music you haven't heard. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> but it's been kind of fun getting to movies. I think the music has been a little tough to discuss. we got to get too deep into it, so movies have been a good one, and our, our listeners are able to watch along and have a good time, too. Um, I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm going to guess, have you ever seen The Blues Brothers? Negative. So, that involves music and movies, and I think we should give it a whirl. What do you think, Ryan? I think that's an excellent idea. Um, of all the movies I've ever watched, I've seen that movie the most. I believe yeah. that I've seen it over a hundred times. Love it. Really? So is it, there's, there's multiples of that movie though, right? Like there's a remake or something. There no, is there's only two. one. There can only be one Blues Brothers. There's two. Hey, that's like the Highlander. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's a sequel made way later cash grab type movie. Uh, called Blues Brothers 2000, as they called everything when it came out in the 2000s. But that doesn't exist in most people's world. Okay. I just want to make sure I don't accidentally watch that one. It's streaming on Showtime currently, if that helps you at all. It really doesn't. Okay. Well, that's what we got. Um, so I have the extended point, version on VHS if you want to borrow it. <laughs> I would have no way to watch it. <laughs> that helps you even less. Um, so, Bill, what do you think the Blues Brothers is about? Uh, okay, so I think I know some of this. Yeah, I bet you do. Okay, Blues Brothers is like two guys, and I don't know if they're actually brothers or not. Okay. Um, you'd think they would be, but sometimes that doesn't happen uh, with titles and such. Uh, so, two guys that are in a band that, well, you assume they play blues. I think one of them plays harmonica. They wear sunglasses. I think they're from Chicago, and it's like a Saturday Night Live movie, right? Like Coneheads or something like that. It's probably a skit first. Um, is it 
It's one of the Belushis, the one that didn't die first. Okay. Right? Are you right. Googling this as <laughs> so, you're doing it? No, no, I'm playing hearts. Uh, sounds, sounds like you are. <laughs> no, this is just what I know so far. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. G- Jim Belushi, the one that didn't die first. Is that right? Jim Belushi's still alive, yes. Okay, so is it Jim? I guess it's Jim Belushi. Okay. And uh, another guy. I don't know. Probably a Saturday Night Live guy. Okay. That, uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, so it's probably, I mean, it's a comedy, right? So it's probably like they're trying to make it big and antics happen and some stupid thing keeps some, you know, some lie that someone told keeps them from getting some big thing and hijinks ensue. You know, the car breaks down. They got a hitchhike across the Midwest. I don't know. Something stupid like that. I love that you actually have almost described the second movie to a T. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, now, I want you, I want to preempt this with, I need you to, when you turn it on, to put yourself into a state of, this movie was made in the seventies. You know, it's old. It's going to be a little grainy and, you know, whatnot and just go with it okay enjoy it for what it is don't compare it to anything just watch it for what it is okay i can do that great challenge except <laughs> i can't wait to see jim belushi and another saturday night live guy star as the blues brothers hilarity okay. ensues the way you're saying it makes it seem <laughs> like it's probably John Belushi. <laughs> it's probably the other one. It's, it's the only one that matters. <laughs> Do you know who Jim Belushi is? He was on that show according to Jim, right? Yeah, that shitty, <laughs> shitty Jim Belushi. He sucks. <laughs> was he on Saturday Night Live too? You know what? I think he maybe had one of those like careers turn it live like that Robert Downey Jr. had or something. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean John Belushi is the guy. He's 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 what the makes man. this movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then some other guy plays his brother. Oh, it doesn't matter. You're gonna know in one second when you turn it on. It's the other the other blues brother character is Dan Aykroyd. Oh yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like Dan Aykroyd. He's funny. He's I like him in Tommy Boy. Yeah, do you like him in Ghostbusters? I've never seen Ghostbusters. <laughs> we talked about that. Is it good? <laughs> well, I have seen a Ghostbusters, but it was the one with all the ladies in it. Yeah, and it was not good. I was you okay. It? Oh, you like it? Then you then you should watch the original. Okay. Put it on the list. Um, okay, well, so Blues Let's Brothers it, it is tight. Uh, so I'm going to try and watch Blues Brothers just to have some better comments. Is that? Was that my assignment, Blues Brothers? Yes. yes. All right, Bill. So we've decided um, Blues Brothers is your assignment for next week. Uh, I'm excited to see what you think of this movie because it's one of my absolute favorite movies. Okay, good. Well, uh, hopefully you won't be seriously disappointed like Rick was <laughs> with Pee Wee. <laughs> Uh, I feel like it's going to get a better rating than Pee Wee, but I think Ryan's still going to be just very disappointed. Yeah, I, I'm excited that we're we're doing a comedy this time because it can. You know, hopefully, the Blues Brothers will rinse the taste of Full Metal Jacket out of my mouth. Hope so. All right. Thanks again. <laughs> 
for everyone listening. Um, we appreciate it. Please like and subscribe. Uh, we really uh, appreciate all of our listeners. Uh, reach out to us on Twitter at Miseducation of Bill, Instagram, uh, Miseducation of Bill. Uh, and email us if you've got any suggestions for movies, topics, music, anything we need to run past the old kilometer there. Um, hit us up at miseducationofbill at gmail.com. Um, for me, Ryan White and Brick and Bill, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.